brought to you by Lister Pros TV, streaming from Tempe, Arizona. And we're live in five, four, three, two, one. Hey, good afternoon, everyone. It's Tia Moore here with Next View Home Professionals with the Next View Podcast. We have a very funny guest in the studio. At least he thinks he's funny. <laughs> in the studio today, um, joining us is Chris DeMonico with Over 10 Builders. We'll talk with him in a few minutes. But before we get started, I wanted to give a special thanks to some of our partners that help us make the podcast possible every week. Um, the Oliver Whalen team at Nova Home Loans. Thanks, Justin and Ryan. I just talked to the guys today. Guys might be happy to hear that rates are down by like three eighths of a percent. <laughs> Better, right? So bonds, um, the rate of the price of bonds are going up, which is causing people, which is causing the rates to go down. So that's the reason for it. So we've seen that we've seen that decrease ever since November eighth. So if you guys are looking to refinance, take out cash on your home, do some remodeling, or consolidate debt, contact Justin and Ryan. They can help you with refinance, and they can also help you with new home loans as well. Um, uh, Yvonne Hunter with Platinum Home Warranty. Thank you, Yvonne, for your help yesterday with um, that air conditioning report. They're not just for home warranty. They can help answer your questions either. They're more like a concierge service. So if you're thinking of what you can buy somebody for Christmas, think about a home warranty. That's an option. And then um, uh, our preferred security, our preferred title company is Security Title. We recommend Elva Palmer at Security Title. She works through Jeremy Eaton. Um, they have great customer service. They'll give you mobile notary. You can sign all of your closing docs within your home, as well as they have investor rates and multiple homeowner rates. So call Security Title for your next refinance or your new purchase. Put them down. Anyway, without further ado, let's talk to, let's get to know Chris DeMonico. What's up, Chris? How you doing? Good. Good. <laughs> so thanks. I'm going to tell everybody what you said. What's that? Oh, you that... said, let's skip all the fluff stuff and yeah, let's just get let's to go. it, <laughs> which is totally you. Who, what, where, when? Let's go. So, so let's, let's, so we're going to do that lightning round thing that I talked to you about where I just hammer out some questions for you. Um, I know you, but everybody else may sure. not know you. Um, so they can get to know you a little and bit. For the record, Tia did sell us our first house in Arizona. So yes. it was a success. We're still in it. Woo-woo. We love it. So we're good. It was <laughs> I know. a winner. That's a good thing. Yeah. So the next two weeks are both my clients are on the show. So you're on the show, and then next week I'm going to have another client, Jermaine Lafayette. How shout out to Jermaine and Nikki. They just had a baby last week. So yeah. anyway, you guys are going to be done having on. babies. Really? Yeah. That's oh it. man. Well, you you have some good looking kids. So thank you. Yeah, and yeah. thank you for inviting me to everything you guys do. Or thank yeah. Jackie. She's the one. I will. That does Although it. you only come to a quarter of it, but it's what okay. I've only <laughs> didn't come to one thing. There was only one thing I didn't come to. Yeah. Sometimes I, you're tardy, but it's all right. I'm always tardy, but we'll still. We'll still invite you. But I come and we have a good time. That's it. And the last time I came, you were trying to be funny and start playing Bone Thugs. <laughs> nothing to do with you. <laughs> it did. You that were like, was, oh, wait, wait. That was us. <laughs> All right. Well, let's do our lightning round and then we'll, we'll just chit chat. All right. Fire. So that everybody doesn't get lost in our conversation. They know, just... We know what we're talking about, but they don't. Okay. All right. So what's the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning? First thing, obviously, probably like everyone else, look at my phone. What? Why do you do that? Like, see what time it is. Okay. Well, that's a good reason. Do you use an alarm to get up? No. Mm. So you just wake 430 up. 4.30-ish. Nice. What do you do when you wake up after you look at your phone? Look at my phone, look at emails, probably come up with a list of things to do on my notes. Nice. And then probably watch Sports Center, drink a cup of coffee, 
shower, <laughs> shave, get the kids ready. Is that pack before their lunch. or after you kick Juliana out? <laughs> well, that depends on who's in the bed at that time, which is the revolving door of the kids. But uh, they are usually sleeping, actually. Okay. I'm just teasing anyway. I no, think so I thought I can, about the story. I can creep around the house without okay. anyone. Very cool. What's your favorite music? Your favorite artist? Favorite artist? There's probably no artist, but Song. I like... I don't know. I like everything. Probably I like country. Oh, my wife would probably kill me because she hates it. <laughs> What'd you listen to today? Like that you were like, yeah, I like this. Oh, uh, that When I Taste Tequila song. Who sings that? Uh, uh, Dan and Shay, I believe. You want some tequila, huh? No. It has nothing to do with tequila. <laughs> really? It's a love song. Oh, very cool. Does Jackie like that song too? Hates it. Okay. Actually, she said if it wasn't country, she would like it, which I don't know what that means. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. All right. Um, what would you say is your favorite pastime? What do you do on the weekend? Um, I guess now I hang out with the kids, do the kids' sports. Okay. But I enjoy football, probably college football. Nice. I'm a Florida Gator. So yes. we're actually yes. on the upstroke, so we're doing good. So probably college football. Nice. Yeah. Where are you from? I am from Florida. Okay. Originally, South Florida. And you went to college? At University of Florida. There you go. That's why you're a Gator. That's it. Just to put it into context so, yeah. for everybody. It makes more sense when you actually go to the school and then you could be the fan. So, How long have you lived in Arizona? Arizona, going on five years. Okay. I think it's five years in November, which is a month ago. It is. Dang. Okay. Yeah. What would you say is the strangest thing in Arizona that you notice? No. Like the thing that's like, oh, that's an Arizona thing. Well, everyone says the heat, but okay. whether yeah. it's humidity heat or dry heat, it's mm-hmm. all heat. It's mental. I say the drivers. The drivers are bad everywhere. No. I lived in California. Drivers are pretty oh, rough. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. – Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. – so, I don't know. Valley fever is kind of weird, I guess. Valley fever. Okay. What's yeah. the best thing you would say about Arizona? Affordable living. There you go. Um, it's, like I said, we lived in California, and then when you go back, you're like, you know, I kind of like my four-bedroom house with a pool. Mm-hmm. And these people are out there hustling in a 2-2, two, two, paying two grand a month. Yep, I know. So, yeah, so I like just the wide-open spaces, I guess. Okay, there you go. Yeah. All right, and it, just in case Jackie's watching, what's one thing you want to tell her so that you can not ha- go home and get slapped? <laughs> uh, I love you. There you go. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> See, Jackie? Keep it simple. That's why I'm your favorite. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that's the end of our little lightning. All right. Cool. That's the end of it. So, okay, let's talk. Let's talk about Chris. Let's talk about you. You were just talking about your house. Mm-hmm. So you guys bought your house in November of last year. We worked. No, November. Or uh, not last year. Four years ago. 13. Was it that long ago? Yeah. No, so it was November 14. 14. Yeah, it was, it was four, four years, years ago. ago. Yeah. Yep. So tell us about your house. House. What is it? It is four, two and a half. Mm-hmm. Actually, we made, and it has a fifth room that was kind of a flex room that we Mm -hmm. made into a bedroom so now it's a five two Mm -hmm. and a half uh, about three thousand square foot pool third of an acre sitting in the heart of gilbert right on uh, val vista and ray what i find interesting so let's talk about where you guys were as far as what you wanted in a house versus what where you ended at in a house because everybody starts at one place and they end in another yeah so can we talk about that a little bit let's do it okay so when you originally started looking for the house you didn't want um, what was it? You wanted four, three bedrooms. Was yeah. it three? Yeah, I think we only had two kids at the time. Okay, yeah. and you didn't want as much space either, right? Right, and then you ended up buying a house about almost a thousand square feet bigger than you wanted. Yeah, and the price is higher than where you want it. Yeah, but you're happy you ended up going happy with that wife, house. Happy life, happy <laughs> life. Yeah. No, but she actually uh, got us to do it. 
go a little bit further, but with interest rates where they were, mm-hmm. and we were also looking for a fixer-upper, which that didn't really pan out because the market was kind of crazy in that regard. Mm-hmm. So we didn't really get that. We got a house, but like everything else in Arizona, the house was built in 98. Mm-hmm. So the fixer-upper thing is kind of a weird model because right now, 98, all the houses are coming on 20 years old. So now mm-hmm. you're looking at it's not even more aesthetics. Now you got to think about roof, AC, all yeah. those things. So we're actually in the market for two new AC units, but price tags are kind of hefty on them. I have a contact for you. You can contact Yvonne from Platinum that I mentioned. Okay. And they quoted one of my clients. We were in escrow, and it the deal would have fallen out if we didn't replace the air conditioning. And she got they got us a pricing that was about $1,500 less than anybody else. Okay. So give her a call. I'll yeah. give you her number. We will. See, look at that. But it, the funny thing is I have a problem, though, is the ACs are still working. Granted, they're old, like, yeah. tanks. Yeah. I think our energy bill in the summertime is over 600 bucks. That's crazy. But right now, energy bill is 100 bucks. Things are still working. Throwing a little heat in the morning. Turn them off. The motivation isn't there. The motivation <laughs> is not there at all. But uh, – I don't know. We'll see. Well, either way, you have a contact. Well, I'll yes. give you a contact. Perfect. Um, yeah, because that's way too high. So, okay, so your house, you have a pool, mm-hmm. which I love the layout because your pool is at the side of the house, so it's not taking up all the backyard sure. space. Or when you walk out of the patio, it's not like the first thing that you see. Mm-hmm. And so that's nice, especially when you have small children, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Did obviously. you forget you were on a podcast? <laughs> no, I didn't know where the question was. No. Um, okay, so you, tell us about some of the things that you didn't like about the house because you did want to do some fixing up and some of the things that you did because you didn't like it. You know, to be honest with you, four years seems like forever ago. I know. But, no, you know, you kind of do things little by little. It's it's funny because me being a contractor, I do a lot of stuff myself. Mm-hmm. And then I look back at projects that I did. I say, how did I find the time to do that? <laughs> like, for instance, painting your house. Like, who does right. that? But nonetheless. Well, uh, it was a yellowish color yes. on the outside. Yeah. And you, I know we Jackie did, like, did not like that. like a brownish tan color. Yeah. Kind of topy. But mm-hmm. yeah, no. So you kind of do things, but then life gets in the way. And then some of those other not as sexy things, i.e. roof, ACs, mm-hmm. which are just big because, heck, two AC units are probably 15 grand. Mm-hmm. Uh, to do the new roof underlayment is probably looking at another eight to 10 grand. So there's mm-hmm. 40 grand right there. Yep. Um, so you just have to kind of figure it all out. And all the houses in in that East Valley area, I would say most of them are coming up on that 20-year mark. Yep. So that's when you have to look at buying a house where, all right, what's the roof look like? How many years I got on that? Yeah. And, you know, you could finance some AC, so that's not a big deal with zero interest. So there's just a lot of things to go into. It's not yeah. just all about uh, paint colors and floors and and that. that. According to HGTV, it is. You could throw some shiplap on it and it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> I actually was on HGTV. I forgot about that. That's you were right. a while ago. Yeah, when I lived in California. Okay. So I was on uh, the White Room Challenge, mm-hmm. which was hosted by David Bromstad. And uh, basically designers had to pick this white room. Like, for instance, this room. But mm-hmm. then you throw up all the sound. So you make it a sound studio. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I was a car- car- on-camera carpenter for nice. that. And then Design Star. There was a couple seasons of that. Nice. That was another thing. But Look at you as out the, in L.A. chasing the lights. As the, <laughs> as the carpenter, you're just literally the help. So they, That's funny. The designers are the, are the stars. Oh, goodness. That's funny. Yeah. Okay. So, okay, let's go back to your house just a little bit. So you guys, if, let me know if you want to talk about this. You guys bought your house at 3.30, I think. Um, was it 3.30? Something like that. Yeah. Can we talk about how much it appreciated yeah. between now and then? Yeah. So 3.30, that was four years ago. 330, then with the down payment, everything, our note was sitting right around 300K. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we actually refinanced uh, maybe 
eight, nine months ago, right at the beginning of the year. So we refinanced the house appraised for 454 or something or other. Were you happy about that? Yeah, super <laughs> stoked. And so we actually pulled out some money and then paid off uh, both the cars or in the process, we paid off one or in the process, paid off the other one. So yeah, it was a great, great deal, great incentive. So you you, let, us like, in the, you read us, let us into the promised land. Finally. That's oh my right. gosh. So a win. You know, I will say this. I, w- I want to say the best thing about the people that I've worked with, everybody's seen appreciation on their houses. And I can't say I'm going to take all the credit for that, but because obviously you have to choose the house. But it does make me happy that we can work and collaborate to make the best choice so that you're not sitting in the house five years later and you're like, okay, I've appreciated like 10 grand in yeah. these four years or five years or whatever. So that's always a win. Yeah, that was a win. Obviously, uh, town of Gilbert is a great is a great place to raise a family. All mm-hmm. the houses seem to be doing great. Yeah. Just the commercial now is kind of catching up with the residential, which Finally. is nice. Finally, yeah. Uh, downtown Gilbert's cool. Santan's cool. There's some other... Uh, interesting stuff going on in the East Valley next to the airport. Mm-hmm. Uh, that yes. Southern Gilbert area, Seville and mm-hmm. all that area is just blowing up. There's more houses. They actually need some commercial that way. I know. But let's let's hold that for a second. Okay. Let's go back. So let's talk about your family. So you have a wife. When we, a wife. When you and I met, when we were helping look for your house, you guys had one daughter. One daughter and one in... The oven. In the oven, <laughs> as they say. I'm like, can we say that? Yeah. <laughs> I heard we can't say bring back the bacon or bring home the bacon or something. I don't know. It's so weird. Okay. Um, <laughs> you didn't see that? <laughs> no. There was a, I saw oh, an yes, article that PETA, PETA yeah. and it said, don't say kill two birds with one stone. And like, I say that all yeah. day because I'm always Why trying not? to like Because you're two always, always multitasking. Exactly. Right. Like, I'm just trying to get stuff done. Sure. But anyway, whatever. Um, okay. So you have, now you have three, three. kids. Yeah. Girl, boy, girl. What, girl, boy, girl. Six, three, Actually, his three-year-old's birthday is Saturday. Okay, nice. What are we, Thursday? Mm-hmm. Uh, birthday party at the zoo following weekend. Everyone wants to attend. Very nice. Uh, it's your own admission. We're not covering you. But, um, <laughs> Seriously? I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, and, yeah, our, do- our youngest daughter is one and a half. She turns two in February. Very nice. Very nice. And so, and then you have a dog, Rocco. We have a dog. Did you get a second dog? No. Oh, okay. One dog. He had, like, a seizure yesterday. He's a little screwed up. Oh, man. How he's all right. Okay. Sure. Yeah, he's on medication. Okay, well, good. He should be all right. Hopefully, Rocco will be all right. Yeah. All right. He's a good dog, too. He's good. Yep. Everything's good. But now we're no more kids. We're done. We've run out of real estate. (laughs) We have three bedrooms. They're all filled up. You're like, I don't want to move. We we go in bunk beds. That's the next step. No, you can't. I did see some pretty cool bunk beds, though. They are. Like the the built-in one. Or you could probably build something pretty cool, but you don't want to do all that. Yeah. Yeah. At this point. Yeah, no. You're like, I have a Literally, the rooms are just a place to house the toys. That's what it comes to. Because they pretty much sleep with you guys, right? They don't sleep in their beds. (laughs) (laughs) That's the hardest part. Yeah. Yep. I get it. All right. Well, let's talk about Overton. So you you work with Overton Builders. Overton Builders, yeah. And tell us what you do with Overton. So Overton Builders, a commercial general contractor located in Gilbert, Arizona. Mm-hmm. Uh, been around for 14 plus years uh, is when uh, Mr. Overton started the company. I recently came on board with him, uh, but my background's been entirely in commercial construction, mm-hmm. as well as uh, a lot of restaurant construction, retail construction in the hospitality field. And... Um, yeah, so build a lot of hospitality, office, industrial, a lot of business-to-business stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of interesting because you see different, even like an electrical contractor, we just finished yeah. a big uh, tenant improvement for. So all the, okay. with the economy booming and doing some cool things, people are uh, outgrowing their spaces. So that is what we build. 
Okay, very cool. And so tell us about some of the projects you've done in the past. Like I know one of the, the first commercial project I knew about, meaning I've seen the work that you did, is you did the build out for the Keller Williams Integrity First, the Gilbert office. We did. And you did that, what, two, wait, was it two or three years ago? Two years ago. Probably two, yeah, two, year, two years ago. But, uh, yeah, so that's that's one of those things. So with commercial construction, am I supposed to be looking that way? Or just you can just at look you? at me. All right, cool. The cameras look at you. Um, so with you, commercial construction, you're all Hollywood and all that is, uh, it, there's just a lot of collaboration. So you have the design aesthetics. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have the build-out costs. You have permits. You have all these kind of intangible things that don't really apply to residential. Mm-hmm. So Architecture, right? Architecture. So first thing a lot of people do is they'll find a, a space mm-hmm. and – it's kind of one of those things, what do you do, the chicken or the egg or the cart before the horse? Mm-hmm. So everyone's so aggressive on the real estate side to say, hey, let's sign it up, let's sign it up. Not knowing that as soon as they sign it up, you got to get an architect on board. Architect has to uh, get some plans. Mm-hmm. They have to make sure you you approve those plans. Mm-hmm. And then not only that, then you have to submit it to the city for them to approve it. Yes. With the uh, with the boom in construction market, the some of the towns and cities and municipalities, they're backed up six, eight, ten weeks if you can for yeah. multiple reviews. Especially so, like when it, when a town is doing a lot of having a lot of growth. Yeah, because I from what I heard is that uh, it's you don't want to say, but they are seeing the amount of permits pre recession. So that 20, 2007, 2008, mm-hmm. the num the quantities are there right along now where we're at in twenty eighteen. Okay, so it's just interesting to see where they're at. Yeah, and they and a lot of those cities haven't really staffed up or beefed up their. So it's mm-hmm. the same people doing the same amount of jobs. Yeah, so it just gets just gets a, a log jam in there. Mm-hmm. So, so. One thing you want to do is make sure you kind of have some of that fundamental groundwork stuff, mm-hmm. i.e. have your architect selected, maybe have a floor plan in mind, maybe okay. have some design features that you kind of know what you what, what are priced out at. And then uh, with that, when you find a space, then you can kind of execute quickly. Okay. A lot of people just want to find the space and, and then it's kind of space, but then all that stuff. <laughs> and when you have a rent structure where you could have a couple months of free TI rent or, or whatnot, mm-hmm. you don't want all that to be eaten up with permitting. Or, okay, or what whatnot. is TI rent? TI, so tenant improvement. Thank you. Or you could be a tenant improvement allowance, which could be some money kicked to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a combination. You could have an allowance plus free rent, mm-hmm. which will kind of just give you that head start that you need to start your business. There you go. So there's a lot of just, you know, and you could have your different commercial agent uh Yes. Talk to you about all that like stuff. We just had Tony on a couple of weeks ago. Okay. You didn't get to meet him. Right. I'm going to have to introduce you guys at some point. Yeah. Um, We've shot some emails back and forth. Okay. That's good. But you yeah. got to meet in person. Sure. He's like the funniest person. Like every morning he comes to my door or comes to my window and he just like does this on the window. There He's you go. just weird in a good way. <laughs> but anyway, so going back to the commercial part. So a lot of people go in, they make these deals, but they don't. They probably should bring in a contractor so that they can help guide them through that stuff or and have an experienced commercial real estate agent that can at least explain to them that all these things are also going to take place. Sure. So, so a collaboration is yeah. would probably be nice. I say a combination of both. A lot of times a commercial agent can at least guide you to the uh, what's the price per square foot mm-hmm. that construction's going for for that type of uh, of space. Mm-hmm. Granted, when you get into some of the higher end finishes uh, with restaurants and hospitality, that mm-hmm. drives the price significantly up. Yeah. But just knowing that cost per square foot, because a lot of people, though, especially if it's a individual franchisee or just kind of a one off that's never gone through this path, yeah. it's sticker shock because you're like, all right, I think it's going to be 50 grand and yeah. it's 150 grand. And you go, where yeah. am I coming up with the other 100 grand? Yeah. So that's just always. Just knowing that stuff and don't just think, you know, maybe ask some people about what it actually is costing. Yeah. Um, on the commercial general contracting front, 
it really comes down to your pool of subcontractors. Uh, you're going to have supervision. You're going to have uh, general conditions. Mm-hmm. Uh, general conditions is kind of a funny term because what does that mean? It's mm-hmm. just kind of this lump sum <laughs> of number. But what that is is primarily it's office, rent, uh, gas, mm-hmm. if you will, uh, some of your admin costs and uh secretaries or, or whatnot in your office, that's kind of lumped into that number. But okay. a good general contractor could be able to break all that down for you. Good. And then you... Like you would do that. Like we would do that. Yeah. Um, but basically the best thing about being a general contractor is when you work with a client and a customer, it should be all open book. Yeah. There's not anything hidden. There's nothing behind these walls that we're, that yeah. we're printing money in the back room. <laughs> it Honestly, every $10 that you give, probably eight fifties going out the other door to subcontractors, trades, materials, all those different things. So there's not, there's not huge profit. I would say a good general contractor should be between their general conditions and overhead and profit should be into that 12 to 16% range of your total, of your total project. Okay. So that's just kind of good, good numbers to chew on. Good idea. Okay. So let's talk about this because I, I was talking to somebody a few weeks ago about a restaurant that used to be in Queen Creek. I won't say the name of the restaurant. Um, that used to be in Queen Creek. They moved locations and then they moved location again because they both, both of their buildings were not good buildings. So first of all, the first thing I think is they probably didn't have a good commercial real estate agent or didn't un- have a full understanding of what they needed and in terms of a restaurant. Sure. And so do you guys work with a lot of people that are just starting in restaurants the first time and they have no clue what's happening? Because some, you know, a lot of people do say they're going to venture out and they're going to open a restaurant. They can cook yeah. really good. They get compliments and they do it, which is disregard the statistics on that, but do you guys see that often? So, um, so like I said before, my background's been in restaurant construction. I actually used to work for Fox Restaurant Group, which is probably one of the crown jewels of Arizona restaurant tours. So yeah, it's a, it's a slippery slope with what um, mom and I guess you would call it quote unquote mom and pop Mm -hmm. versus a bigger uh, franchisee or chain or or national brand that rolls in. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, there's there's a lot to there's a lot to learn in terms of what a restaurant goes into because there's a lot of bucks that's put into that kitchen between the hoods, the ventilation, the weights of the roof, mm-hmm. what that can hold, uh, different fire codes, Ansel system. There's just a whole slew. It, it's like you could throw a code book out, and restaurants kind of check a lot of them. Got it. Uh, underground plumbing, grease interceptors, all these different things. So these are all the hidden things that it's not just booths and chairs. All the fun stuff. It's all the fun stuff that just costs a ton of money that really, it just gives you the ability to do it. Uh, The other thing too, you're going to have a health department. You're going to, and the health department has their own slew of requirements that you like, this needs to have a cove base. Why? And a lot of it's some common sense stuff where it's Mm -hmm. like, imagine you have to go in there with a hose and spray it all down. It Mm -hmm. has to be able to drain. Yeah. So there's just different stuff that cleanable, wipeable surfaces and all these different things. Wow. So, uh, and that applies to the kitchen, bathrooms, and any area that they're uh, prepping or serving food. Got it. Okay. So a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. So they need to get with commercial real estate agent and commercial real estate agent and a general contractor that has a specialty in hospitality, restaurant management, or restaurant building. Yeah. So I, I would say from a commercial real estate standpoint, it's uh, you want to just make sure that the use is good, that there's no there's nothing hanging over the property. Mm-hmm. You want to also double check about uh, grease interceptors. Sometimes on a strip center, there could be a shared grease interceptor that, that actually takes the whole strip. So All even right. if you have retail, retail, retail restaurant, mm-hmm. and maybe another restaurant on the other end, mm-hmm. 
both of those restaurants, most of the time, are all going to flow into the same grease interceptor. Got it. So then you want to think about capacity. Okay. So capacity is based on how many fixtures you have in your restaurant. So how does that affect my grease interceptor? Because you don't want to basically – no tenant is going to rip up a parking lot to put right. their own grease interceptor in. Right. Uh, same way no tenant is going to beef up a roof to make sure I can put my hood equipment and right. my exhaust fans. Right. So those are the things that you just want to li- – so before you even sign the lease, it's just like doing a home inspection. Yeah. Right? Bring in someone. Hey – a lot of times an architect can also kind of point you in these right directions. Mm-hmm. Um, architect and engineers, because that's who we partner with and that's who gives us as the contractor our direction. Sorry. So um, <laughs> so just bring those people on board before you sign the dotted line, because getting out of the lease is a pain in the neck. Okay. Makes sense. So tell us about some of the projects that you've worked on in the past, and then let's talk about what kind of projects you're working on right now. Yes. Something that might be exciting to people, like, oh, that's going there. We were wondering what was going there. But let's talk about what you've done in the past. Um, Recent, like commercial-wise here in the Valley. So commercial-wise, uh, obviously we did the Keller Williams Integrity First mm-hmm. um, office. That was off of Queen Creek and Higley. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing, we just finished a big microchip uh, building, which that's kind of in the technology sector. That was a five-story ground-up building. So wow. that was kind of intense. Where's that located? In Chandler, So that right? is in Chandler, off of Chandler and uh, Price. Priest. Oh, Price. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, you got it. Um, So that one uh, we finished uh, just recently uh, for a company called DP Electric. We finished a a tenant improvement for them, which was their new corporate headquarters, which was a super nice build out. Okay. Uh, We did an IHOP project, in, uh, which was actually the first one with a bar in the country. Wow. I've never – where's this at? Camelback and the 51. Ah, okay. That makes sense for there. So this was the first – it's kind of a prototypical – or this was their first kind of figuring out what's – what's what so uh so yeah that was that was kind of cool that is cool so that was just as of the last six months or so so uh in the future we're working on some design build so once again we're working for a big roofing uh manufacturer we're going to do a big hundred thousand plus square foot uh manufacturing facility wow um we're doing some park work for town of gilbert as well as city of peoria nice uh building like restroom concessions some other things got it and then we just got a couple things in the pipeline there that are all in different stages and uh super exciting it's a great time obviously to be a contractor in arizona (laughs) but uh you know you're just trying to find the right fit with who, who your customer is versus what you're trying to accomplish yeah well, earlier you mentioned some projects that are going up near the airport. Were you referring to Mesa Gateway Airport? Yeah. Because I've seen, we talked to the city of Mesa, I think it was a week ago. They were in our office and they were talking about um, commercial uh, or office spaces that are going up. They talked about some, most of it, most of it was all commercial. Like they're really yeah. expanding. What do you know about that? So I think the same thing that you guys on the local news and some other different things. So <laughs> what I gather, it's it's what on the going to be the east side of power mm-hmm. yeah right up along that same thing i think across the street from that target center yes right, right over there mm-hmm. so it's right there i kind of all the way up to ray road right which is just a huge swath mm-hmm. of land but i kind of equate it looking at the renderings it's similar to a santanish type uh, mm-hmm. build out uh, a lot of mixed use stuff so retail on the bottom office on the top mm-hmm. um and some of that too is when it comes to parking counts and things of that nature, which is just another thing on this development, is when you have that mixed use, you can kind of double up on some of your square footage yes. because there's different timings of people coming to the spaces. Yep. So obviously I think that's – until you start seeing the tractors out there turning dirt. Um, talking to Gilbert, uh, you've seen the contractors have mobilized out at that new uh, Gilbert Municipal Park, yep. the regional park. Mm-hmm. They're starting to turn dirt that way. I know uh, – a lot of park work, actually. Mm-hmm. Rittenhouse Park is happening with Town of Gilbert. 
Uh, so that's another East Valley Park. And then City of Peoria, which is in the north side, they're mm-hmm. doing some cool big regional parks. Really? Where's that at? So that is on – actually, that's – where they're building some of these big things, they're kind of in these weird spots of desert that, like, you can't really have context of, of the desert, right? <laughs> so, yeah, it's in the middle of that gotcha. cactus versus this mountaintop. Yeah, top. gotcha. Um, same thing, like, for instance, that municipal park, you're like, yeah, it's in this big right. general area. This is true. Um, but, yeah, the crossroads are actually passing me right now, nonetheless. <laughs> no worries. Yeah. All right. Anything else exciting you want to share on that note? Um, no, if you need a commercial contractor, yes. uh, give us a call. You didn't even give uh, me a chance to tell you that part. Yeah. Gosh. But, no, it, uh, to be honest with you, it's 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 a conversation. Uh, mm-hmm. Like anything, everyone has dreams, aspirations, different things. It's, hey, let's throw some numbers at it. We'll we'll open the books to you. We'll tell you what, what it costs, what it could cost. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's it. It's they're, they're, in terms of the mom and pop. I feel like a good contractor you're going to put trust in, but then, um, but it's it's just it's trying to accomplish your dreams of what what you're trying to what you're trying to do. So as long as you have trust that we're doing the right thing, mm-hmm. then you're going to get to that side. And like anything else, you get what you pay for. So <laughs> you could save the pennies and dollars at the front end. It's just going to cost you thousands on the back end because what you're trying to do is ring that register mm-hmm. as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. So get someone that's a pro on the front end. They're going to execute the project. There's not going to be any any stuff that you're yeah. like, oh, that's we need to do that because <laughs> all those things happen when you're getting the certificate of occupancy. So yeah. you can ring that register and then you go, oh, well, that's going to take mm-hmm. a little bit of time. Yep, I know. Well, you guys, I would say the best thing about Chris is that he's honest, he's straightforward. When he has a conversation with you, he's going to shoot it straight. And so that's one of the things I would say I like about you. And because I can appreciate it and I can laugh at it, too, because you say things. And you can relate to it. (laughs) And you you can relate to it. Two straight shooters. Yes, two straight shooters. So tell people how the best way to get a hold of you is how. Best way is uh, probably just check out the website, www.overtonbuilders.com. That has the office line. As well as you call the office, you can get a hold of me. Uh, I'll give you my cell phone number. It's 480-980-4559. Chris DeMonico. I'll pick it up. And uh, But, yeah, website, that's probably the easiest way in this digital age. Yes. And then that could direct you to the office. Uh, But, yeah, our office is located on Gilbert Road and Baseline. So uh, you can find us. You can find us to to do whatever you got to (laughs) do. Well, I appreciate you joining me today. I know we had, well, it was my fault. I tried to book you a couple of weeks ago, but we had, I had some disconnects. So thank you for coming on a couple of weeks later. I appreciate it. You guys, as usual, thank you so much for joining in. Um, When you are looking to purchase your next home or to sell your next home, feel free to give my team a shot. We can be reached at www.nextviewre.com. You can also reach us on our Facebook page, Next View Home Professionals, or you can inbox me because you're probably watching on my personal page. So send me a message on Facebook, on Instagram, wherever you follow me at. Um, special thanks again to our preferred partners, the Oliver Whalen team at Nova Home Loans, Yvonne Hunter with Platinum Home Warranty, and Jeremy Eaton with Security Title. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks a lot.